So today's Mother's Day when for generations mothers have brought their families to church to kind of in some way show them off, if you will, right? The great accomplishment which is creating this family and so how exciting, so we all come to church on Mother's Day. On Father's Day, guys golf. (laughs) On Mother's Day, we don't have near the attendance that we do on Father's Day. I'm not saying that you have permission to do that. Hear me clearly. I expect all of you here on Father's Day too. Right, so, but in this, in this day in which um, mothers are so proud of the accomplishments of their families, it always perks up for me um, how mothers are such a great example of unconditional love and yet how our high achievement society, and that's what we have, we have a society that is kind of addicted on high achievement, how our high achieving society uplifts and upraises that and how that has bled into every single aspect of our lives, including how we parent. And that's not necessarily terribly helpful, Right? This is the season of graduations and awards banquets. And I think every single one of us knows a family who takes that way too far, right? We can all really see. Some people don't pass the sniff test where it's like, wow, it's all about what their kid accomplishes. And that's not necessarily the best thing in life, right? Because I believe that every human being, especially our children, don't want to be loved for how much they achieve Everyone wants to be loved by, um, for just being themselves. They want to be loved by their parents. They want to be loved by others. Ultimately, I think they want to be loved like God loves them for just being who they are. And so that's a fine line that we walk in our society today. We have easy examples that bubble up for us. The college admission scandal was one in which, you know, very wealthy families paid lots of bribe money so that their child could fake an accomplishment of getting into a more exemplary school, as if that mattered. Um, The one that happened last fall was particularly disturbing. It bubbled up in the news a little bit, but again came up this week where it's the family of the Grovers, Emily Rose Grover and Laura Rose Grover. See, Emily wanted to win Homecoming Queen, and she did win it. But then it was later found, loose lip sync ships, she was kind of bragging about this, where she had worked with her mother, they were in cahoots together, and hacked into the high school's computer system. Not only is that illegal and problematic that they cast more than 235 votes or something like that for her to be homecoming queen, not only is that problematic, I'm hacking in, but when your mother is an assistant principal at an elementary school in the same district, that becomes really problematic. And so they're arrested. This is their arrest photo. Mom's been suspended and will likely lose her job and daughter clearly has not yet learned a thing. Look at that smug smile on her face, right? She's being tried as an adult and faces the maximum sentence of 16 years. And so we lose sight at times in our parenting that this has really nothing to do with how much our kid accomplishes. That's not what this is about. It is about loving, loving well. What is the end of our existence. Why are we here? Are we here to accomplish or are we here 
to love and love well. Well, mothers should be the best example of loving beyond achievement. And that's what I pretty much say every Mother's Day, right? And so um, this year, I got this idea for having a special Mother's Day focusing on special needs family because of two requests. One is, uh, came from Jeannie McClure who asked if she and her son Christian could again sing on, on a Sunday in worship. They've sung before, they'll sing again. Um, you know, Christian is her adult child who also happens to be autistic and, um, and we love it when they sing and they do a great job. And then um, got a second request, as I'm mulling over all of this uh, achievement stuff in families, I get a second request, and that was from Jessica Johnson, who uh, reached out and said, you know, I'm starting a, a kind of a telling my story, and if you know of any places where I might be able to tell my story, that would be helpful, because, you see, she has um, a son, Jace, who um, was uh, diagnosed right before uh, he was born with autism or sorry, sorry, with, uh, with Down syndrome. And, and the struggle, when she learned of that diagnosis of, oh, you know, kind of, where do I find resources? How do I learn more? There was very little out there. So Jessica started her kind of her own thing with others in their hospital group of, of uh, kind of telling their stories on video so that when a mother gets a diagnosis, she can learn from other mothers who have been through the process. So let me tell you about the context. Jessica was raised in um, Wilbur, grew up, always wanted to be a mom, wanted to be a nurse, went away from home, um, became a nurse as you saw in the previous picture. She met Jared who um, she fell in love with and then got married and then had Eli and Zach. Now I don't wanna make it sound like um, everything was easy. Jessica has had more hardship than uh, most people in a lifetime and certainly more than folks her age. And I've known Jessica for a long time and we've walked through some of her best days and some of her hardest days together. Jessica tragically lost her father and then also endured the loss of her mother. And while the process of having three children had three miscarriages along the way, so it's not been easy. Well, at 25 weeks, you know, J Jessica had, she and Jared had looked and said, well, our family wasn't, isn't complete. Let's have another, hoping maybe for a girl. Um, but they, you know, they were fine with whatever. And, and at 25 weeks, something wasn't right. Now, she had tried to avoid a lot of the testing, um, knowing what your baby is when it's born. Getting that gift is the greatest surprise you'll ever get. That's what her mom taught her. And so, but at 25 weeks, it just wasn't right. So submitted to all kinds of testing and learned then that Jace would be born with autism, or sorry, gosh, with Down syndrome. And, and it was just so tough in some ways because you have to readjust all of your thinking, your hopes, what you expected it to be, and, you know, and it was just a challenge. The next day, her water broke. Now, a child with Down syndrome has a hard time getting started usually, but to have a preemie is kind of a double whammy. Jessica, Jessica spent the next six weeks, pretty much after he was born, hunkered down in the NICU. And giving him the love and attention that he needed. There were hard days, 
Again, readjusting goals in this very uh, success-oriented, achievement-oriented society, leaving go of some things and picking up some other ideas and trying to find resources, and it was all just kind of a challenge. I visited her several times. And I remember one conversation. It was a conversation which you kind of, as a pastor, there are always a handful in your career when you go, I hope this goes well. If it doesn't, it's going to be really bad. And I just said to Jessica, I was a safe person. She was able to just unload a bunch of stuff that day. And I remember looking at her and saying, perhaps this is a blessing. And Jessica is wired that she outgives everyone around her, outloves pretty much everybody in her life. And when that becomes the case, you can oftentimes feel like, where's my source of love going to come from? Um, as someone who identifies with that, again, she and I have a long history and I identify with some of that in her personality. Um, the one thing that I know about a baby with Downs is that they love like crazy, <laughs> right? And I, so I said to her, perhaps you will get everything you need in terms of being loved unconditionally from baby Jace. Now, again, she's made these videos so that, made her, made her video story so that other moms can get this link um, to hers and to others if they get this kind of diagnosis. And it is a ministry and it is a way that she can care. And um, in the midst of this, she toughs it out but in, in this emotional conversation that she is having at this point in the video, I want you to just hear the love that is behind the words. Let's take a watch. One can say that in my opinion, these children are angels of God. You as a parent are given the rarest gifts in the world, and that is this child who radiates this extra love to everyone they meet. I don't want families to be afraid or uncomfortable around someone who may appear different, it is up to us adults to educate our children and families about differences in each other. Inclusion in the classroom, sports, and society is something us parents strive for. We are all more alike than different. And taking that extra step of kindness to someone can be life-changing. We all deserve a chance to shine. Jesus is not only someone who was born with Down syndrome, but he is a son, he is a brother, he is a nephew, he is a friend. And Jace is a child of God. Right. I need to be careful about the double bind that we have theologically here. Because we read in the Psalms, as we heard Kathy uh, proclaim, we heard in the Psalms that I knew you in your mother's womb, I wove you together. And so there's all kinds of then questions of, you know, does God make everyone exactly the way God makes them. And some people, because we have this culture of, of accomplishment, then that does God make some people inferior? But then again, at the same time, as Jessica would argue very clearly, my child is not inferior, right? So how does that look? What does that mean? We're not comfortable in our 
North American, Western Christian faith of saying that perhaps God isn't in control of everything. Um, you know, we want to give God credit for all of the good things, but don't want to give credit or for the bad things. And so we, we struggle with all of this, this theological conundrum. But of one thing I am certain, Paul had it right. And that was our second lesson as we hear. And I know that this is true for the Johnsons. I believe it to also be true for the McClures as we hear Jeannie and Christian sing today. Um, All things work together for good for those who love them. Jessica and I spent about an hour and a half or so talking a few weeks ago and some of the highlights of that conversation for me, which were really, really helpful, was to hear her say how when she was struggling um, with this diagnosis um, early on, because there was just a lot to adjust to and a lot to figure out, when she was struggling with that and if she got perhaps a little bit teary, folks would say, oh, I'm sorry. Now, Jessica realizes that in our culture, there's what do you say, how do you say it, those kind of, you know, we don't know what to say, so we say that. But it was kind of difficult because she's not sorry that her child, Jace, is Jace. And we just need to be careful, certainly to be able to express things the way we mean them and not the way society tells us to Because Jace, like in our children's message, Jace loves well and will be able to always love in ways that our society doesn't teach us to love. The other is kind of the story that she talked about with regard to um, her other boys, Eli and Zach. You see, they went for this... uh, they were going to go on this uh, step-up walk in Lincoln, which is a walk for the Downs community to kind of just do a walk and have the support. And was, she was explaining this to Eli and Zach, saying, hey, we're going to do the step-up walk, and we're going to walk, and why? Well, because, you know, Jace is special, and we need to celebrate how special he is. And their response was great. They were like, he's not special. He's Jace. Right? He is who he is. And her children taught her then to turn the corner from Jace with Downs to Jace. She then later said that every single person in her family is becoming a better human being because of Jace. How many of us can say that about the folks in our family? Well, here's what we need to remember, each one of us, you and me, on this Mother's Day. Every single one of you, me too, we're all special needs, right? We all stand before God with our own faults, failures, beauties, and joys. And God loves us not for what we accomplish, but for who we are. You are special in God's sight. You are a child of God. And that isn't 
at all dependent on how well or poorly your mother loved you. You are loved unconditionally by our God of love. So let's make this a special Mother's Day, a Mother's Day in which we love well, in which we understand each and every one of our family's unique qualities, in which we seek to give and receive God's unconditional love, which is completely unencumbered by accomplishment.